everyone. Welcome to the All About Animals radio show. We are a volunteer-run community radio station dedicated to all animals and those who advocate for them. My name is Nikita Dewan, and today we have Mark Stratton for the All About Elephant show. He, in addition to being an internationally acclaimed journalist and radio broadcaster, is a very inspirational animal advocate. We had Mark as a guest back in July last year, where he introduced his campaign for the freedom of Bunka an Asian elephant in the Yerevan Zoo in Armenia. And a lot has happened since July, so we thought it would be nice to have Mark back to give us an update. Thank you so much for joining today, Mark. How are you today? Yeah, I'm very well. And and, and thank you again for the platform to discuss uh, Bunker because we, we've got many supporters and um, mm-hmm. it's really great to be able to update them on exactly what we're doing. So thank yeah. you. It's such an inspirational story, and we likely have, you know, new listeners who are hearing Bunka's story for the first time. So can you start by just giving us background about the campaigns and the conditions he's living in? Yes, exactly. Um, Well, uh, Bunka is a 15-year-old male elephant, so he's, you know, he's quite a young boy still. Um, He is in Yerevan Zoo in Armenia, which is in the Caucasus region of um, of sort of Far Eastern Europe, on the cusp of Asia. And he has been at Yerevan Zoo alone since 2014. Um, so he was taken from his mother, uh, who is in Tbilisi Zoo, when he was six. Um, and he's been growing up absolutely by himself. There's no other elephant in the zoo. Mm-hmm. And I first came across Bunker in 2021 when I was on a, a work assignment out in Armenia. And he'd never seen such a sad looking elephant. It looked depressed. Um, he's been there a long time by himself. Uh, it was freezing cold. Uh, there was snow on the ground. I mean, what is a tropical Asian elephant doing in a snowy setting? Uh, it's just heartbreaking. And um, I was struck by I was struck by just how badly in such a bad condition he looked. And so I we well, I launched with a with a friend of mine called Tina. We launched um Friends of Bunker um uh, earlier um last year and um we mm-hmm. are advocating for bunkers release from the zoo and we've been working towards that at the moment yeah i've seen videos of um his condition it's absolutely terrible like the infrastructure itself it's i was surprised it was completely barren there was no vegetation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um what you mentioned about just the temperature differences was insane so um and you know, a lot has happened um, in the last two years where the campaign's been running. And I think one of your most significant achievements was the independent scientific evaluation of Bunka's uh, physical and psychological conditions in November. So I think firstly, I just wanted to ask, how did you approach the zoo? Because it said that the zoo was cooperative in the report. And I believe you already established contact with the chairman of the management board. So I was just wondering, did you find that the zoo was sympathetic to the cause or did you face some resistance regarding this independent report? Look, what, what we've done throughout, Nikita, is we've tried to maintain a dialogue with the zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, so by that way, we have been extremely polite. We've been very science-based. We've been sending them uh, material about how the impact captivity has uh, on elephants, psychologically and physically, and also, we've been suggesting alternatives um, and, and asking them to consider releasing Bunker. I mean, our objective is to get him to sanctuary. That we, we have no um, other lower tier of objective. And 
we approach the we approach the we approach the uh, zoo the person we've been um, in contact with who we believe is the power broker um, behind the zoo can i just say um since we started well since i first saw bunker we are now on to the fourth zoo director it continually changes the this the city hall owns bunker's property i mean it's a terrible word isn't it owning an, an elephant but they own him and the city the city mayor has just resigned so every time every time we we try to put pressure on uh, the administration it changes and this is the nature of politics in armenia and um but there is one constant uh, figure behind the scenes who we believe holds the the power behind the zoo and we've kept a friendly dialogue open with him we approached him about the um, inspection. We're not entirely sure if he understood what an inspection meant. He, he, we, we, he perhaps thought it was just going to be uh, a, a, a group of international experts coming over and having a look at Bunker and, and perhaps making some assessment about his physical conditions. Or maybe they believed that we would come over and find everything was fine. So as the, as the um, so they agreed to that, and obviously that's a big step. I, I know many other people like us who are campaigning um, to try to free elephants from zoos. Um, actually, getting the zoo authority to agree to an inspection um, is difficult, um, but it was a good first step. And you know, we we so we went over in um, we went over in late May uh, last year. Um, I, I travelled as uh, to give a hand to. Um, uh, a character probably well known to many people in the elephant scene, uh, Ingo uh, Schmindiger, um, who was carrying out the physical uh, assessment of Bunker. And my my role there was to take video, um, and that was going to relate to a psychological assessment, which was done remotely by Dr. Marion Garai and Brett Mitchell. Um, all three of these uh, all three of these um, uh, uh, report writers were all members of Pren, the Professional Elephant Network. Right. So um, we had a fantastic team assembled um, um, when we went over there to do um, to, to to look at him. Yeah, I think I think it's great that you had you know some sort of stable source of support um, in the zoo. I do know that like politics tend to get involved. I know for the Delhi oh, Zoo, yes. it's been yes. difficult to get just an independent yes. investigation. But I think the report itself, like I was just surprised, like it was just so detailed and objective, and it just had so many. It was just really well done. And um, you talked about um, the inspection itself. So I just wanted to ask like, what aspects did it inspect? Like, was it his physical condition, mental condition? Um, yes. What all did it look at? Yes, so um, when we were on the ground and I, I, I said I was purely there observing and shooting the video for the psychological, ins psychological inspection, which was done after we returned back to, um, back to our respective countries. So um, <clears throat> what I observed Ingo doing was, uh, examining the um, uh, the physical surroundings of Bunker, um, carrying out a physical inspection of Bunker himself. Um, we were both surprised when we first saw Bunker. He's huge. He is a really big bull, um, but he's also very, very skinny and gaunt, and we that worried us from the start. And um, can I? Shall I tell you? I mean, shall I tell you what we actually came? What we actually found? Some of the some yeah, of the broad of outlines of the. So I mean, we we were certainly concerned, and and the the, the report has has borne this out that um, we we found his body weight was insufficient. He was showing signs of malnutrition. His ribs were noticeable. Um, his backbone was prominent. Uh, his head 
appeared too small to his body size. He had a very weak body posture, um, mm. which, which was suggested in the report of an inferior muscular condition. His skin was very dry. Now, this is the this is the second time I've been there and seen no water in his outdoor pool. And uh, and there's very little scope for him to have dust baths, those normal elephant behaviours. Um, we also had a video sent to us by supporters in Armenia uh, in the summer and there was no water in his pool. Mm -hmm. again. Um, and Ingo very carefully worked with the, um, the existing keeper there and um, to look at his feet. And I mean, Ingo quickly identified um, his left forefoot nail was cracked and there was an abscess forming in that. I mean, his hind feet were worn flat. You know elephants have profiles on their feet and um, they were worn flat through walking around on a hard substrate and in places concrete, particularly inside his ghastly barn, which is something akin to a dungeon. His, both his forefoot nails were rubbing against each other. His eyes were red. Now, Ingo and I, observed, we went on our second morning when we went into, into uh, the zoo, and we know the keepers knocked off at five o'clock. They, they finish work, which is fair enough. They've got to go home to families, et cetera. And they can only do what they're paid to do. And, but we saw him let out 10 o'clock next morning. So he'd been inside a barn for 17 hours. And before the keepers came, Ingo and I went up to an observation um, point and looked down on him. He was walking round and round and round in circles. He'd run out of food um, inside this awful, airless, dark enclosure. There is no way of him to actually sleep lying down. There was no sand in there. There was no um, piles of straw or hay or something he could lie on. So he spends the whole night walking round and round. Um, we also inspected the enclosure as well. And there is virtually no enrichment. So an enrichment is supposed to bring some um, aspect of an elephant's life uh, in terms of their daily activities. And um, there's one standing upright, which wasn't being used. Um, and, uh, you know, no water. There was no pile of sand outside. So it's a fairly, there was, there was a, what they call a boomer ball, where you put fruit inside these giant balls. And, and I actually observed him while I was filming outside, I observed him just toss it over the fence. He picked it up and threw it out. Mm. Um, so his behavior didn't look good. Um, we observed him outside in, in the, this very small enclosure, unstimulating small enclosure. And he was listless and, and, and bored. Um, we saw very little browse being added to his diet. Um, we, um, I think for the, psychologically, I mean, let me, let me quote you. I've got it here. Okay. Here's an, here's an assessment because of the videos of how he, he looked when we, when we actually had this reported on by our two scientists back in South Africa, he spends most of his time waiting for the next food to be given or looking for something to do. And this is hour by hour, day by day, month by month, year by year. Given that for over 17 hours per day during winter, Bunker is locked up in a concrete room. It is surprising he has not become more aggressive or shown more apparent behaviours. No amount of enrichment, even if there were any, can adequately provide the mental and physical stimulation of relief from suffering mm. for Bunker. It's not good. No, yeah, I think what you're talking about, like the key factor is just that boredom. And I also read like the key, like the term vacuum behavior. 
is where mm. he's like going through motions, but there's no achievable goal. And, you know, that's because of that lack of enrichment. And I think um, I'm guessing a lot of that is also due to the fact that he's just been alone for so long and solitary. And, um, you know, males are typically believed that they don't require the company of other elephants, but the report ref- refutes that and says that, um, you know, Bunko was also taken prematurely from his mother, whereas, you know, elephants need 10 to 12 years with their family. So mm-hmm. um, that's, I guess, that lack of social environment is also um, affecting his behavior. And mm-hmm. um, and I was also just, again, just back to like the physical condition. I think the mm-hmm. temperature difference was just like very alarming to me because I saw yes. that like the wind, like the average temperature in the winters is from like negative seven to negative 34 degrees, whereas... You know, he's used to a tropical condition with like high 20 degrees. So I think that was just like very alarming. It's very alarming, Nikita. And, and you know, um, the zoo maintains um, the services of a so-called um, elephant welfare expert. Um, mm-hmm. For us, he's a fraud. Um, and we are, he posted something on YouTube recently showing enrichment for bunker he'd actually built a little snowman. Okay, so the, the yeah. irony here, you get the irony here, don't you, of, yeah. of an elephant being given a snowman with some fruit stuff in it. And you think, sh- I mean, this is ridiculous. I know. That is enrichment. Yeah. That is torture. That, that, I mean, it's just incredible. The, if this is an animal which requires a warm tropical environment, being given a snowman, has, and, and that's called enrichment. Um, I mean, you know, the scientists in the report talk about... Um, uh, he displays few other actions other than feeding, which is true. And look, we think he we think he's relatively well fed. And don't get me wrong, the the, the two carers, the main primary carers for him, not are not well trained, but they do care for him. Mm-hmm. And there was a very touching um, when we when Ingo and I left, one of the keepers said. Um, if he does go to Cambodia, which is one of our objective uh, sanctuary areas, um, could I go with you? Yeah. You know, and it was almost—it felt to me almost like a, a tacit realization that that Bunker didn't need that life, yeah, and we were we were very moved by that. And they try their best, but otherwise, you know, we just saw these walking stereotype behaviors. We saw a little bit of uh, leg movement, which suggested moving backward from side to side. Um, indecision nervousness uh, deprived of cognitive stimulation um it's, it, you know outside no scratching post water mud wallow um, big heaps of sand it's you know it's extremely worrying and uh uh you know obviously we 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 worry for how much longer he can continue with this uh you know we 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 all know that elephants don't particularly have long lives in zoos um, in zoo captivity and particularly for males and um and and you know he's he does he does um he does come into must so um they start seem to start quite early for bunker mm-hmm. and the psychological effect of being alone again in that state um it's pretty worrying actually so it's yeah, yeah so anyway yeah. yeah, I mean, you talked about like the caretakers, I completely agree, you know, it's not about villainizing the zoo, and no, I really appreciate no. how you've been like, keeping them in the loop and really interacting with them. And uh, you also mentioned, you know, Cambodia as a solution. And 
Um, the report had outlined several options and recommendations for bunka, and I believed it also advised against importing more elephants. So I just wanted to understand your perspective and assessment mm-hmm. on the future of bunka. What do you think is the most feasible option? Well, can I can I say, and I'll update supporters on this because we, we've you know we've had support. I mean, we're we're massively grateful for all our support on on mm-hmm. on social media, and um, I think a few people have suggested you know why are we not um, perhaps launching uh, Twitter storms or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But at the moment, we still have an open dialogue, and I can tell you, I can reveal this week we've had a fairly significant um, conversation with the. Um, this person we believe to be the power broker at, at the zoo. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we we feel the message has got home about the state of bunker and some of the solutions that need to occur. Whether this happens or not, it's not necessarily in this man's um, power. But yeah. um, it, it was it for us, it was, a, it was a great chance to sit down and talk to somebody and really reiterate. And he listened for sure. Mm-hmm. Whether this relates into any action, I don't know. But we've got that channel open at the moment. So just to reassure supporters, we are talking actively to the zoo about this um, situation. So, um, mm-hmm. so in terms of in terms of what we what we what we'd like to plan. I mean, um, you know, we have. Um, We've had a couple of offers. Right? We would like to see, we believe Bunker um, originates, and we've had this confirmed by several experts. Uh, as an Asian elephant, he's probably from the Northern Thai, Laos, Cambodia region. Mm. We, we, would like, um, we would like him to go to sanctuary. Um, we would like him to experience the sort of life that Kavan um, that is now leading. Um, we have spoken with, and I can, you know, I can say that we have spoken with um, Elephant Nature Park and, and, and Derek Thompson, Lex, Lex Chyla, who we all know is this wonderful conservationist, elephant conservationist from Elephant Nature Park in Northern Thailand, about him potentially going to Cambodia Wildlife Sanctuary, where Kevan is. This would be our ultimate game. We've also had another very kind offer from a, a sanctuary down in the south of Thailand as well. Um, which you know, which which is great to have a few options. Yeah. We 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 where our next step is going to be um, showing the zoo exactly um, what um, can be achieved in terms of rehabilitating an elephant's zest for life and its physical condition by giving it a chance to exist in its its home range habitat. Um, so this is this is the kind of objective we're looking at now. But it's also for us about explaining to them, because if if you see an elephant as a tangible asset, um, something which is of value to you. Uh, look, can I just say, um, during during the two days Ingo and I were there, we saw 10 people. So I was outside videoing. It was freezing cold, admittedly. Yeah. And I saw 10 people come past. Uh, there was uh, three were uh, three of them were uh, like a, a family of uh, I think they were Russian visitors, and they just tossed some popcorn over the fence, and uh, you know you, this is this is <laughs> this yeah. is bunkers this is bunkers. Lot. I mean, it doesn't come out a lot. He comes out, wanders around, stands around, does nothing, um, just looks depressed, and then wanders back in. So, in terms of an asset, he's it's just, this is. You, we all we all get this argument, don't we? How elephants, people don't get a chance to travel to um, to um, countries like well, continents like Africa or Asia and see wild elephants, and and they don't they want to learn about them. But actually, what interest is there in actually seeing a depressed elephant uh, who goes in and out of its miserable enclosure? 
standing there looking looking fed up and what yeah. do they learn what do they learn what do they actually learn about that and so you know for us um, we've also been discussing with them about ways they could compensate um, if bunker was to go to the sanctuary he so richly deserves and and there's been some wonderful technology we've been watching i think you've posted some nikita on the yeah. uh, robotic elephants what a great attraction that would be um to to you could you could put a whole herd in the mm-hmm. uh in his enclosure um which would which would be something really stimulating and interesting for children to to come and see and also um you know perhaps the zoo transforms itself to um to say like an eco park um yeah. some of the zoos in argentina are doing this they, they've got they're getting rid of their elephants and and they're transforming towards uh, a, 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 let's say, a park which reflects local flora and fauna. And I can tell you, if if I if I went to Armenia as a first time holiday visitor, would I go to a zoo to see tigers, lions, elephants, giraffes, etc.? Well, I've got those in my own country. Yeah. Um, would I actually specifically go to a zoo to see those things? No, I wouldn't. I'd want a more Armenian experience or a more local experience. And if I if I heard there was an eco park reflecting the really rich flora and fauna this this really lovely country has and Armenia is a lovely country with great wildlife um if I if it was a park reflecting that I'd most certainly as a visitor I'd want to see that um so we we try to talk to them about the options um because we we I mean look one of the one of the things hanging around at the moment is um um they've word has been put out that they want to build a larger enclosure yeah. and they want they want to bring in more elephants to keep bunker company um we're against that um actually you know, i've actually heard the term used they want to bring bunker a female so he can be married mm. i mean you know for me this is kind of like an infantile um approach to uh, elephant um uh, social uh, welfare development and we we just don't want to see any elephants going into that enclosure. We don't want to see any elephants brought into a perishingly cold climate um, to suffer the same level. And you know, you know, the, the report outlines the fraught difficulties of actually, yeah. you know, bringing in a, a male and male and female elephants don't live together. Yes, bachelor herds, males can live together, but there can also be tensions, particularly if an animal is stressed and potentially aggressive. Um, we could end up with something really nasty there. Herd of elephants is just ludicrous. And when we were in Armenia, I was, we were doing, Ingo and I were doing press. Uh, we had a lot of press coverage when we were out there, which was great. And, um, you know, you get lots of strength. They, they've got a science director and, you know, you know, he challenged me in one of the interviews. He said, oh, but, you know, you can't transport bunker, you know, because you can't transport elephants. You know, this is the same person who's talking about transporting elephants into Yerevan. Yeah, so, exactly. But you can't transport them elsewhere. So so we have sent them examples of, of some of the uh, elephants, um, the transportation, like, for instance, Global Elephant Sanctuary over in Brazil and um and also, um, obviously, uh, the case of Kavan leaving Islamabad. So, no, yeah, ho- I think- hopefully soon, Nor Jahan as well. The poor, they, this is breaking my heart. It's, it's, it's so painful to watch the videos coming out of Karachi. So, yeah, yeah, that's definitely um, a terrible situation. And I think, like bringing more elephants, like you mentioned, it doesn't solve the problem. It's just exp- you, you keep captivating elephants, and that's exactly what. 
like this campaign is advocating against for. And um, the report also says that it's not guaranteed that these elephants will get along. You can't just put a male and female together. Mm. And um, because their social bonds are really complex. And in that perspective, it's just even higher cost for the Armenian zoo because they have to build those extra enclosures. But it's um, Mm. I don't think that solution makes any sense as well. And um, I mean, what you said about compensating with like the holographic elephants, I think that's a really cool solution. And yeah, I I had talked to um, Kushbu from PETA about the robotic elephants and you being used in the temples and they looked like very real. So I think those solutions are definitely worth looking into. And um, I, I mean, you, I think the report was published in February. So I, when can you expect a response from the zoo or any like next steps on that end? Yes. Okay. So we we have had a we had we had a response from uh, the person on the board um, who we've been dealing with as our main point of contact. Mm-hmm. Initially, he was a little bit guarded, um, but then after some more emails from us, um, he agreed to a meeting which we have just had in the last few days. Um, so. Um, we are talking behind the scenes in terms of, as I said, the problem is at the moment is yet again, we have no zoo director. The last zoo director was a man with no interest or experience in animal, uh, animal um, welfare mm-hmm. or, or, or any animal per se. Mm-hmm. So um, we've got no zoo director at the moment to target and we have no mayor. And that's the, the important post here because the city, uh, the city owns uh, the zoo animals. Um, we've got no mayor to deal with. We're hoping for, um, we want to find out, obviously, we hope to find out soon. And we, we've we built up um, some very good contacts in Armenia, and not least um, one of the past zoo director um, uh, who's been fantastic and fully supports our campaign. Mm-hmm. And we, we wish that person was still in post at the zoo, but that person who tried to make changes was removed um, mm-hmm. because um, they wanted to make changes. So we've got um, some contacts out there who will hopefully inform us soon um, um, who takes over the role and who takes over the city mayor's role, because ultimately um, these are the people we're going to have to get through to um, regarding um, any future action to bunker. But at the moment, you know, we are having conversations with somebody very influential at the zoo and um, that's, that's, that's ongoing. So timeline, I mean, I mean, all. I mean, some of the you know our, our, our fellow campaigners, like you know our, our friends at Edmonton, um, trying to trying to rescue poor Lucy. Mm-hmm. Know that this can be a frustratingly long um, yeah. process. I mean, it's also kind of you have to try and avoid that feeling that somehow uh, they're being targeted, um, and it's a sense of pride. You know, how dare foreigners come in and um you know tell us you know to surrender our elephant you know you know this is this is this is part of our heritage this is part of our country and obviously clearly elephant elephants aren't it may have been i don't know thirty thousand years ago when we had elephants in london but um but that's that's changed and so we have to be very careful and tactful um and we will maintain this approach if we feel if we feel that the time is right to um, change the tactic and be more proactive in terms of maybe going for something like a tweet storm or, or uh, encouraging letter writing, if we feel the channels have broken down that far and we're getting nowhere, then then we'll we'll elevate 
elevate that. But while the door is open for conversation and negotiation, we intend to continue on that route. Um, that's 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 our plan. We have also been, well, we've been making the report widely known to uh, other organisations. Um, we've had support from um, organisations like Born Free for the campaign, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, we, we've circulated that report to certain, uh, particularly one organisation. I'm not going to name them yet, but who have their fingers to a little bit um, involved mm-hmm. in the process of the zoo at Yerevan. And also IASA, we've we've been. I mean, the zoo does not have IASA membership. They want IASA membership, um, okay. but they're, they're not deemed fit enough to to hold that membership. And we've also approached IASA behind the scenes to say, look, come on, you know, this is this is this is this is the zoo you could potentially support. Uh, look at the conditions this animal is being kept in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we've 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 worked a way around all the sort of places of refuge if you like this has been our strategy to cover all the bases um so we leave them just sitting there hopefully fairly isolated with this damning report and and offering them a chance to really redeem themselves in terms of create a really great legacy and and uh, for the zoo a great a great um, sense of um, people admiring it for taking a compassionate stand and releasing bunker yeah, I think it's definitely a step, you know, in the right direction that you're engaging in these discussions and getting support. And yeah, these things usually do take time, unfortunately, since you mentioned there are like cultural implications as well. And I definitely mm. wish you the best uh, with that. And, you know, as you mentioned, globally, there, there's there been so much support. You're almost at 82,000 signatures on change.org, your support from Born Free and Penn and Pren and other organizations. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to ask, like, uh, how has the support been locally with local animal organizations? Mm-hmm. I know you got some mm-hmm. press coverage um, locally, mm-hmm. but just what's the progress with that? Yeah, it, it's it's been, um, I won't say it's been intense. Um, we have, we did a lot of uh, news interviews um, with mainstream channels um, mm-hmm. out in Armenia, but it's quite hard for us to translate the coverage. Um, we have got some high-level uh, conservationist ex-zoo people backing backing us, but they're not keen to go public. Um, so we have to accept them on an advisory basis currently at the moment. And we have got supporters. We've been cultivating um, um, people who are interested in um, animal welfare um, in Armenia. So um, this is something we're continually trying to update. We sent uh, the report out um, to a to a journalist contact. Um, we're hoping um, she will have galvanized some some press coverage, but um, at the moment we're not sure quite where that is, but we're following up on that. So I mean the, the report is down. It's fact. It's not going to go out of date unless they unless they change the zoo so radically uh, and, and make him an amazing enclosure and yeah. they feed him better, et cetera. Um, that's not going to change. They won't go out of date. So we'll continue to try and cultivate. But the key for us now is with some nerves, we wait to see who will be the new zoo director. And if if by some wonderful chance it's, it's somebody who is sympathetic and somebody also who understands zoology isn't just a yeah. isn't just a business person, um, then we you know this could be a really big change for us. But it's a bit of a lottery at the moment. So. But um, hopefully we'll have news soon about, you know, who is actually in charge of the zoo. Um, Be great to know. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I think um, just since the last time I spoke to you, there's just been so much progress. You know, we're all rooting for Bunka and I'm sure 
all our listeners feel for him. So can you just um, tell us, like, what can the listeners do to help and how can they just support the campaign as of now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, at the moment, and, and you know, I, I say this, we, we, we want uh, people's voices to speak out on this and, and certainly um, circulating, circulating the posts we put out and um, is, is, a, is a great help and, and supporting the posts we put out. Um, this is all we can do at the moment um, in terms of engaging um, our supporters um, while we take this, uh, let's say, this negotiatory uh, stance, which is of working with the zoo behind the scenes. Um, keep faith with us. Um, we're, we're doing our absolute best here. And uh, we hope this tactic will will work. But if it doesn't, I promise you, we'll we will ask people to raise their voices for Bunker, as they've done uh, in your fantastic campaign, and as the the wonderful people at, at Edmonton are doing um, to fight for Lucy's rights as well. So um, you know, keep supporting us, and um, and when we when we really need to hear your voice, um, let's say perhaps emailing the zoo, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But as I said at the moment, you know, you can. And we we sent emails to, for instance, uh, we've sent letters to um, the administration of the Armenian government and you, you just won't get a response. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. So you need to have yeah. a targeted person. We, that Those targets will be the city mayor and the zoo director, which are not in place at the moment. So so uh, watch this space, um, supporters, and uh, we are hugely, hugely grateful for all the messages of support we get because, um, you know, we remain determined to free Bunker. Yes, and we'll have, you know, all the links to your petition and campaign in the description. So we encourage all the listeners to check that out. And I mean, just again, Mark, your work and your journey, these efforts are so inspiring. We hope that the listeners feel inspired to, you know, tune into Bunka's story and advocate for the rights of animals. So again, I just wanted to thank you again for joining us again today. Yeah, and thank you very much again to the station for actually, you know, giving me a chance to articulate where we're at. Uh, we're extremely grateful to you and, um, and, and good luck to with Shankar as well. Um, you know, we, we're rooting for him to uh, find a better life one day. So, and we know you're doing your absolute utmost. So fantastic. Mm-hmm.